0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, A lot of you write uh, more emails than I do. I just write a a handful a day. Uh, But one of the difficult things about an email many people can have, I do sometimes, is figuring out out how to end them. Uh, Whether you write uh, sincerely, or is that too formal, or respectfully, kind of same thing. Do you just kind of give a best, or best wishes? Um, Does that fit? I I usually put um, peace, Peace, Pastor Ben or what, who, I, who I'm writing. Um, it might count, sound kind of hokey or even maybe a little hippie, like peace, dude. Uh, but it's, it's my tip of the hat to the, the biblical shalom, like God's peace. That's what I usually write anyway. But it can be difficult figuring out how to end an email appropriately, given the uh, the context and the, the audience. So. Well, I thought of that. This past week when I got an email, received an email from a guy named Dr. Tim Miller, a dean of some sort at James Madison University, where my daughter attends school. It was uh, an email to a large audience, probably the whole uh, campus community. I'm thinking definitely students and faculty, administrators, and also the parents. God, at least anyone on their email list. And the reason that uh, Dr. Miller was writing was because a lot of people... um, are shaken up, probably uh, students especially, by some things that went on at the university and around the university in the last uh, week or so. Uh, There were those shootings down at at Bridgewater University, but probably most so at JMU. um, There were some deaths on campus, two students. Um, They don't report specifics, but uh, the rumors were that they were both suicides. Horrible. Very tough email. Um, It talked about uh, counseling services, and in um, other places, students could go, things like uh, uh, students could avail themselves to uh, some adult coloring book uh, places. And there was a uh, they set up something in the, the union or whatever they call it, where the kids could come and build a critter and conversation heart stuffy and uh, paint rocks. <laughs> Now, you might hear from the tone of my voice, it is, would be pretty easy, at least for me, to kind of poke fun at those things. But that's probably unfair. Um, those things are opportunities, at the very least, for students to get together, which is an important thing uh, when, you're, when you're shaken up like that. So don't poke too much fun. Uh, but then the sign-off, what I mentioned, the sign-off. Dr. Miller, after that very ooh, heavy uh, email, he writes, um, with caring thoughts with caring thoughts. And I read that, I, I wondered if he struggled to figure out how to end that email. And, and I mean, of course I get that as a administrator of a secular university where there's people of um, different faiths and no faith at all, there's only certain things would be appropriate. Uh, but it wondered to me if he, if he struggled maybe as a person, he wished he could have written something else because that, that sign off struck me as just, well, Uh, Somewhere between anemic and and just plain sad. You're wondering about death and mortality and perhaps grieving the loss of a friend. Come tie-dye a shirt, paint a rock, and here's some caring thoughts. Uh, Again, I know the cynicism is not fair, but that was my reaction. Along with the prayer to God that the recipients of that email, especially those, hit really hard would have something more than Dr. Miller's caring thoughts to bear them up. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. So preached the prophet Jeremiah some 600 years before Christ, Jeremiah 17, an Old Testament lesson. Cursed is the man who has nothing but mortal, failable men to fall back on. Cursed the hurting people who have nothing but people and their caring thoughts and heart stuffies to bear them up. The immediate recipients of Jeremiah's sermon was in Israel. Uh, Old Testament Israel, threatened at that time by a waxing international power, Babylon, um, figured that it would be a good idea uh, that instead of relying on the Lord, they'd strike up an alliance with waning international power, Egypt. Bad foreign policy, Babylon eventually came and crushed them. But definitely, even worse faith. Why are you running to Egypt when you have the Lord And his promise. That's an old sermon, but as true today as when it was first written, first preached. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. And not cursed as in, if you trust in man, God's going to do something nasty to you. But cursed as in, if all you have is people and stuff to trust in, you're in a bad way. It's just a description of the way things are. Like, cursed is the man who is up the creek without a paddle. There's no extra curse. The curse is being in that situation. Stinks to be that guy. God forbid she be the person who, when she really needs strength, maybe a roommate just died, only has flesh. Her own and others to fall back on. Of course, we all have our Egypts. Don't we? Our our false faiths, our go-to trusts, turning from the Lord to other things to tell us who we are and why we matter and what will keep us safe. And we are cursed for it. Again, not cursed in the sense that because you're trusting these things, God's going to strike you down with leprosy. But cursed because you're trusting in stuff because we're trusting in stuff that cannot help but let us down. Cursed is the one who trusts in her good looks, her firm biceps, and new stretchy pants. Why? Because her kid just got diagnosed with cancer. Cursed is the guy who figures he's a big deal and on solid ground because he's got an awesome social media following and his portfolio's, portfolio is up 30% year to date. Why, Cursed? Because tomorrow he's going to lose his job and next week the market's going to tank. I think you get the idea with this cursed bit. Cursed is the man who puts his trust in Egypt. Why? Because Babylon comes. <laughs> because storms and Uh, storms come and sickness comes and addiction comes and depression comes and grief comes and your most shameful sins revealed comes and death comes. And when those come, when Babylon comes, Egypt, coloring books, caring thoughts. Well, ain't much help. Or when the Black Plague comes. Like the one that came to Zurich in 1519, just a few months after 33-year-old old Rick Zwingli started pastoring there. One that killed a third of the population. Imagine that. Look to your left, right, one of you gone. A third of your family, a third of your friends. Every family. And how did Zwingli help? Well, in addition to teaching, preaching, he went to the bedsides. Of the dying with the body and blood of Jesus, comfort for them, a sure way to get sick for him, which happened. But in addition to all that, he wrote that hymn that we sang, the plague hymn, it's sometimes called. Look at it again if you want. Just a little paraphrase. Again, those first couple stanzas, he said, while he was sick, he wrote, he cries out, help, Lord, lift that pierced hand and help me. And then paraphrasing those second couple of stanzas, the ones when he thought he was sure to die, he says, Lord, I guess that is not meant to be, but prevail, Jesus. Whatever happens, prevail, for I fear no loss. For whatever happens, I am beneath thy cross. And then, wonder of wonders, he didn't die. He writes those last two stanzas You healed me, Lord. Sing, I will. Then this last line, this is the tremendous. He says, though now delayed, my hour will come, involved perchance in deeper gloom. <laughs> in other words, I get, Lord, that just because I didn't die last week, I know death is coming, maybe a death worse than the plague. But let it come, for with joy I rise and bear my yoke straight to the skies, held by a hand both strong and kind. What sweet comfort! I am thine. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. That's the other side. He is like a tree planted by waters. And sure, there's a lot of stuff going on up here. A lot of horrible going on up here. Maybe like a third of your friends dying. But he, Pastor Holdrick, this Lord truster, he's got something subterranean, something untouchable. When the heat comes or Babylon comes or the job goes, the market tanks, this tree stays green or in the year of drought not just a passing heat spell mind you but a whole year of drought comes or depression or cancer or addiction or nagging grief or all the horrible's measured not in hours or days but in years come this tree not only stands stays standing and green it bears fruit it writes hymns <laughs> it sings songs he brings comfort fearlessly to bedsides of the sick and dying. Maybe she shows up at 2416 Jefferson Park Avenue despite the, despite the snow and says, thanks be to God. And why? Because of that subterranean flow. This source always flowing right beneath the surface that instead of a babbling brook, Is a stream that actually speaks full and clear, better sings God's song to you. You are mine, you are mine, you are held by a hand, both strong and kind. You are mine. You know, there's a a Lutheran church up in Minnesota. Actually, there's a lot. (laughs) Probably more Lutheran churches than lakes in Minnesota, 10,000 lakes and all that. Um, but I've been there. They actually have a stream of water that runs right down the center aisle of the church. I've been there. It's under a great system, so you don't like step in it, but they have this cool system that runs right down the aisle to the baptismal font. It must be some sort of circulating pump, so it's like moving all the time. Water in the, in the, 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 the baptismal font is moving, and you can hear it gurgling, this stream running the whole time. No, uh, no, we don't have one of those systems. <laughs> Not right now. Someone wants to make a sizable donation? Sure, we'll get one. It'd be nifty. Uh, um, but for now, um, we don't have one. But what if we did? Imagine we did. Imagine we did. You could hear that sound. If we did, I'd ask you to be really quiet right now and just pause for a second. Imagine you're like uh, your little sleep machine with the, the gurgling brook going on. <laughs> Then I'd ask you to hear that gurgling sound. And then I would say, children of God, that's not just a gurgling sound. That's God singing to you. That's God's stream singing to you. Right from the font, right from that water, the headwaters of that stream, you see, they got poured over you in your baptism. And now you're still supposed to be pretending you hear. The headwaters of that stream got poured over you at your baptism, but they've never stopped streaming. And God has never stopped singing to you. He's singing, you are mine, you are mine. You are held by a hand, both strong and kind. More, you're held by the hands of Jesus, once spread for you on the cross, in a love that is stronger, stronger than what? In a love that is stronger than Babylon and Egypt, for that matter. Held by by, by hands that are stronger than depression and stronger than grief and stronger than guilt. Held by a hand, both strong and kind. A hand stronger than death. Itself, blessed is the man who trusts in that song. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. So are you the former or the latter? Well, yes, you are. That's the little wrinkle. (laughs) Both those folks live and strive within each of us, don't they? Oldrick wrote a great hymn, but he also had his moments. I want to trust in the Lord and his promises. So why in the world is so much other stuff, stuff I know does not last and does not fulfill. Why is it so darn important to me? Cursed, blessed, cursed, blessed. Which is all the more reason why we need one of those streams in here to sing God's song to us over and over and over. Which we actually have, at least metaphorically. (laughs) Our whole service every week is that stream. You are mine. You are mine. You are mine. So last thing, back to that opening of... If Dr. Miller could write whatever he wanted without getting into trouble, maybe if he was me or or you, um, how might he finish? Maybe instead of with caring thoughts, he'd he'd write what a friend of mine has taken to using as his clothes for his emails these days. He'd write, in his grip. (laughs) Dear shaken up students, be blessed. You are held by a hand, both strong and kind, in his grip. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Amen.